The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. As we sometimes do, I open the Bible to see what topic we should talk about this day before Thanksgiving. Eyes closed. Put my finger on the Bible. The page is in Psalms 103, exactly where it begins. With the title, it says, Thanksgiving for God's goodness. As many of you know, our community prays for me every Sunday night and for the week and my wife and I both for the decisions that has to be made in the mission, leading the mission, guiding it, what things that have to come up and we have to deal with. And those messages, or that one particular message picked for me after a rosary is of great interest to me as far as guiding my week. And the message they picked this past Sunday night was November 25th, 1988, the first apparition in the field, Thanksgiving Day. Our Lady wants you to read her messages and believe them with life. In fact, she said, read my messages every day and transform them into life. When you do, it's living. She says, you must read the Bible. I open the Bible. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I point right to the title of 103 Psalms. Thanksgiving for God's goodness. 
That's the verse you need to see. The title of the chapter. And so it is Sunday night, the same thing. We live in a seamless community because we've dedicated our life to following our lady's way of life in a new time. The old time is passing, as our lady just told us a couple of days ago. Everything as we know it will not stay. It cannot stay. It's so not of God that if we let it stay, and if he lets it stay without correction or without removing it, radically changing the way we live, we will self-destruct. We're on that course. This comes from the publication Prophetic Observer and is entitled, A Smart Meter in Your Future. When I was a boy on the farm in the late 1920s and early 1930s, we didn't have a problem with meters of any kind. For water, we had a well in the backyard that provided plenty for home and personal use, including the animals. For light, we had coal oil lamps that cost about 10 cents a month for light at night. Most of the family was tired from working on the farm all day and went to bed by dark. To warm the home during the winter, we had two fireplaces and a wood stove. If we ran out of wood... My dad and I would simply go cut down a tree that would usually supply enough for a couple of months. Most people today do not even know what a cross-cut saw is, and even if you cut down a tree, you might be arrested for denuding Mother Earth. Gradually, during my lifetime, the providing of the three of the four essentials of life, heat, light, and water, have been provided by city government or utility companies. City governments and utility companies have installed gas, water, and electricity meters on your property to fairly charge you for the amount you use and not for what your neighbor might use, which is all well and good. However, the opportunity had existed, thought not a danger until now, to use the individual and public need for these necessities of life for economic or political control. Probably at least 95% of homes and offices in the United States depend upon the city or utility company to provide water, electricity, and gas, hopefully at a reasonable cost. If your water were to be cut off, there would be none to drink, wash clothes, bathe, or even flush the toilet. If natural gas is cut off, Homes would be very cold in the winter, and there would be none for cooking in perhaps half the homes. If electricity is cut off, there will be no air condition, no power for appliances, no light, and many homes use electricity for heat, so no heat. Any economic or political source that would have complete control over all three utilities would have enormous power. The control over every home and citizen would be greater than a national police force. According to an extensive report on smart meters titled Overview on the Internet, this is a global effort in order to reduce consumption of energy, producing elements like gas, water, and electricity. In other words, this is a UN or New World Order effort. The same article reports that California, Texas, and Maryland have already moved to install smart meters in homes and business locations. 
The same report states that in Canada, the Ontario Energy Board has worked to develop the regulatory framework for its implementation. Also included in this report are reports on other nations involved in implementation of smart meters, which include Italy, Japan, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Nordic countries, the United Kingdom, and dozens of others around the globe. It appears that soon every household and business in the world will have smart meters due to this global effort. There are concerns in the report about adverse health problems associated with the electrical waves produced by smart meters. However, this has not been proven by national medical officials and probably never will be. Following is a quote of a letter sent to a home resident for failure to meet the requirement for a smart water meter. Quote, We have made numerous attempts to contact you to schedule an appointment for the installation upgrade of a new radio red water meter. This installation is mandatory. To implement a new water meter system in the city, all homes must have the required installation. Residents who do not respond within 30 days of the date of this notice and schedule the necessary appointment will be subject to a disconnection of service in violation of City of Birmingham. The service will not be restored until access is allowed and the installation upgrade has been completed. Unquote. It appears obvious that those who refuse the installment of water, gas, or electric smart meters will have their utilities cut off. Therefore, most homeowners and businesses will comply rather than lose the utilities. Perhaps those who refuse to worship the Antichrist and take his mark will not only have their utilities canceled, but also their right to buy or even have food. Revelation chapter 13 says, And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. In the booklet, What Happened While You're Sleeping, that was written, what, six years ago? Five, been out five years? Five or six years? It was written in there that the cities are where the tyrannical power is exercised. That Washington can't do it. Our trouble is not Washington. Our trouble is right in our backyard. That's why the book, They Fired the First Shot, shows you, come back to your backyard. Forget Washington. If a city council stood up to Washington, they can do nothing. There's a, it's shocking how much power is there. You, they don't have to go to Congress or Supreme Court and say, let's fight for, against abortion. City councils can do it. They can regulate, regulate abortion clinics to death. They can, they can pass ordinances that require special health certificates of operations or the health department to inspect them. They do it to you. They do it to your land, the city councils do. They did it to your little swamp next to your, your, your house where it holds water and call it wetlands and say you can't do this or you can't build a deck. They have the power to do that. But wherever there's a power, Satan yokes with it when he can make it immoral. And all power on the earth always will work toward hatred toward Christ. And because of hatred toward Christ, so too will the followers of him be hated and persecuted. So these powers 
or, or being able to watch from some central location of your water, of your gas, of your electricity, will work toward persecution of Christians. That's a given. The moral climate shows is not going to work to its advantage. Already we see it. You can't even condemn sin or you're hateful. What would they do with your power? What would they do with electricity? If you won't conform. Or if they can't put you in jail for it. Well, you're, you're out of the culture. You're out of society because you're acting abnormal. You don't get power. You don't get water. The whole moves we've been speaking about misnomics for a long time is punch a well in your, in your, on your land. You got your own water. And they know that the enemy understands what that means, too, because that makes it independent. They don't have control over you. And then look what happened while you're sleeping. Six years ago, which means there was a whole year before that it was being written in the process and thought process, that they were wanting to put meters on your well. Think about that. They want to come to your farm. They want to come to your land. They want to come to your country house. Or even if you do it in the city limits and they want to put a meter on it. Why, where does authority from the city or the county come to put a meter on your well to charge you for the water that's yours on your land? Who are they? They are the arrogant. Even the Christians who do this with God, without God, through godliness or godlessness. What kind of world do we live in? They think, as our benefactors, they can, we can do nothing without the permission. And of course, I've, as always, it always comes from lack of our putting God first, that they become first in the lives of us and our guidance and what we do. And so we have this whole movement of regulation. To what ends? To save the save the environment? To save your yard? Save the save the tree? No, it's condition conditioning us to be told what to do. You can't follow the Messiah. This is where all this is headed. When you when you got to put in rules, you got to put in power or laws to give enforcement ability to to the tyrannical powers that be, which is your often your city councils and your your county commission. They have to have legitimate reasons for people to accept it. Well, we've had problem with, with this or this neighbor's overstepping his bounds with the next neighbor. All that's legitimate. But given that kind of power, the, way, the reason the forefathers did not want to give that kind of power to government is because they knew ultimately it would be used against them, not for the protection of the greater good of the, of the culture as a whole or the city as a whole or the neighborhood as a whole, but puny tyrants would take those things and what kids have been taught in school, which is anti-God things, I just got to reading this morning about some school in, I think, in Kentucky. Kentucky, of all places. That they're, they're doing this program where you can, uh, where they tell you to step on the flag, and then they write how you feel about stepping on the flag. And they're evoking emotions of what does that feel so you can think about that. And you know how they end it? With the raising of the flag and giving honor to it. It's poison. You can do both things. You can be sacrilegious with it, and you can raise it and praise it. What are those who've given their blood for that? The Supreme Court can't tell us, like Scalia even said, it's free speech. Even he's off base. 
one of the conservatives on the Supreme Court. He's crazy. It's not free speech. Just dump a cru- crucifix. It's not free speech to blaspheme. Our forefathers didn't see it that way. And I guarantee there's a whole lot of Marines and a whole lot of SEALs and a whole lot of military people that you wouldn't very last very long stomping on a flag knowing their friends are in a cemetery for that to be and you to be. But where have we gone? We've gone to like, okay, we're going to give both ranges of emotions for the kids so they can be balanced. We're going to let them step on the flag, write a report about it, and then we're going to raise it and do the Pledge of Allegiance. There's no allegiance. You just stomped on it. And this is the problem with the youth. They're, 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 it's a cut-paste mentality. That's in the book, Look What Happened When You're Sleeping, about the education system. Kids can contradict themselves in their beliefs, and when you point out the beliefs, how hey, you stomped on the flag, and then you raise it and did a pledge to it, which is it? You know what they get? The Barter Study studied 20,000 children. You know what they get? Laughter. Hey, yeah. How can you light chocolate ice cream as your best ice cream flavor? And then say another sentence that the vanilla ice cream is your best ice cream flavor. The youth are being raised with a cut and paste mentality that contradict. When those contradictions are pointed out, they're okay with it. This is dangerous. Life, death, all together, everything. We are we can become whatever we're guided to be. Very manipulative. No thought process, no logic to how they think. That we got to be principled. If you got a cut and paste mentality, you have no principles that you hold on to, and I will not do that no matter what. If somebody told you you can go into the gambling, gambling, gambling casino, and I know this thing, this this thing's going to give you a million dollars. We know the owner; he's going, he's got to have somebody winning for the advertising. He's going to let you win a million dollars. You say, well, that's no harm in that. I'll get a million dollars. But if your principle is I don't gamble, you won't do it. But if you got to cut and paste and like chocolate ice cream and vanilla is both your favorite ice creams over the other, a total contradiction, you don't mind contradicting your principle. And we've got a lot of youth. Go back and read. Look what happened while you're sleeping. Youth are in a complete contradictory belief. Yeah, there's God. Yeah, God the Father. There's Mohammed. The prophet, there's Jesus Christ. He's the Messiah. Yeah, we got Hindu, we got yoga. Yeah, all that's good. We are not principled. And when man becomes not principled morally, he's corrected to go back to those principles. Frank? Yeah, it's important for this system to remain, to be ignorant of particularly what this nation stands for and these things exist because of ignorance to the law. The, the, the same, if you don't know your rights, you don't have any, applies. And and that's why uh, placing Our Lady's messages into life is so important in these times. Um, and the one that I'm thinking of uh, now is the Feast of the Miraculous Medal, uh, November 27th. And... Uh, our Lady's plan for the Miraculous Medal, her new efficacy for the Miraculous Medal in the book, It Ain't Gonna Happen, um, that was written based on her message that pointed out today is the feast day of the Miraculous Medal. And she, in my opinion, 
sanctified a way to get out of this system um, by saying twice in this message, um, pray for the salvation of those caring and spread the devotion of those carrying the miraculous medal. Uh, we knew that this had to do with getting out of the system, the silver miraculous metal medge going around. You did. You saw this, discerned this, and, and designed the round in a matter of minutes um, after reading this message. And so, and I know you've just been to, to Rudabach, and um, because we are at this uh, time of the Feast of the Miraculous Metal, maybe you have some more insights, and I can tell you uh, what's particularly happening now with the silver market. Go ahead. <laughs> well, okay, the, we'll the silver market, basically, since the book was released, this has um, been put in place on made ladies' messages into life, is to trans to move out of this system and move into the miraculous model, Medjugorje round. Since the book's been released, silver's been in a range from about $17 to $50. We're below 20 in the 19s as we're recording this. And it's always been um, the right thing to do to get out of this system because the system has fallen, and we don't know when it's going to fall. We know silver's finite, and it's the most undervalued asset in the history of the world. And I can say that because we know nothing's ever been manipulated as much as silver in order to perpetuate a global fiat money crime. Silver's the price of silver is fiat. It's by decree. Uh, we're going to determine that it's this price because we now want to buy, and that's what the big monies are doing now. Your central banks are buying gold, and your your uh, eastern nations are buying gold. China, and uh, this is where big money likes um, to step in and buy these things, and that's exactly what we should be doing. And I believe. Um, in the book, it ain't going to happen, which is still tremendously important and part of Our Lady's plan. Uh, it's explained very well what Our Lady is doing now in these times through the miraculous model. The, you're saying that the, it's down to $19 an ounce now? It's probably 1975, the last time I saw it today. Wow. So what, what's the analyst saying is going to happen? Well, technically now it's turned... It's turned bearish again, but everybody's on that side. You want to be a contrarian when this happens. The same thing with the stock market. Everybody, stock market's probably 100% buy, and silver's probably 100% sell from a technical level. This is exactly the time when you want to buy an asset. You want to be a contrarian because everybody's in, you know, a Dow 16,000 new highs. The money's all in there, and then and a correction is due. Silver's been correcting, and it hasn't done anything that a bull market does in the end of a bull market from a technical or secular terms. It's still in a bull market. It's just been correcting, and so it's, it's way lopsided to the sell side. You want to be buying that because, in addition to that, it's also artificially manipulated. And it, there's nothing on earth that you could ever say has been sold in paper to the degree that it's been this undervalued or this cheap. Um, silver's more rare than it's ever been, and it's more and it's cheaper than it's ever been because of manipulation. Well, the investors have a cut and paste mentality with that, as far as those who run the money markets and what they're doing, because they want to keep everything else alive. And really, silver is it. How can it both be the rarest metal out there, as far as what it is and how we mine it? Only seven hundred million ounces per year, 
350 million ounces goes to the industry. And these are old stats two years ago. I don't tell what it is now. And then yet, it's it's price as lowest as it's been in centuries, really, for ratio. Is that correct? In relative terms, absolutely. There's no question. It gets it gets more undervalued with every eighty five trillion that's being that's being printed. The twenty dollar price is nothing real. There's nothing real about that price at all. So it that, is it is the most important metal. You cannot live without it. You can't have electricity without it. It's being consumed. The majority of it is going into some type of industrial manufacturer's application, and um, so, you know so, it's mind boggling. And, and at some point, people are going to wake up and they're going to find there's none there. Well, it, it goes to say it's eighty-five billion dollars lots, or well, it's eighty-five million billion dollars per month, isn't it? That's being printed yeah, absolutely. on the presses. There's nothing back of that money; it's just paper, and so that devalues the thing that's really worth. It's, it gives the appearance that the money's worth and the silver's worth less, so it drops the value of it. But because that's a contradiction, it's self-correcting, and all those dollars will fall. And silver's going to go through the roof. There's no other way around it. Because people are going to run and search for this paper to be rid of themselves. And how much will they pay for the silver with its worth value? And more people are going to pay more and more per ounce to get it because they know that this paper, they got to dump it as quick as they can. And what was $19 or $20 turns to 40 What's 40 turns to 80 80 turns to 160 It's going to be run. It's going to be run on it. And from then, you got the course of collapse. And superior to silver or any kind of medium changes having your own water, your own means of gas if you can, propane. You can store a thousand of that. You can get two thousand gallon tanks. If I was out there, that's what I would do in that in that capacity. Uh, but the real way and the real place to go is to get yourself sustained. Like we've said before, get your food from your ground to your mouth as fast as possible. That means you have to ground. That means your first step is not just silver; it's to is to safeguard what you have in your savings or your 401ks or whatever you got until you can buy land, but buy land and then get that in shape. You're not going to buy a piece of property and it'll be ready-made to produce food for you. People spend a decade and even decades to get where they're producing with it. And you don't have to have a lot. Ten acres, five acres, you can do it. You can even do a lot on two acres. You'd be surprised. People in Medjugorje were living on two acres of land and completely subsistence living. They didn't have no outside jobs. It's an amazing thing how much you can really do on what little bit of land. Frank, how do you contact you? You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And the toll-free number, again, is 877-936-7686. And the next time that uh, we'll be speaking to you will be on uh, Monday uh, December the 2nd, and that is for Our Lady's uh, second of the month apparition. And then for those of you within driving distance, uh, we invite you to join us here at Caritas, uh, December 8th through the 12th. This is the annual five days of prayer for the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. One thing that uh, will be added to this year's event, of course, would be the climb to the cross, and this would be the first year that we'll be doing this for the December event. So, uh, again, that's uh, I believe it's a Sunday through a Thursday uh, December 8th through the 12th, 2013, here at Caritas. If you want to be a biblical people, God will speak to you biblically, just like the beginning of the show, Psalms 103. Thanksgiving for God's goodness. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. 
And the verses says, Bless the Lord my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. That's what we have the most to give thanksgiving for this Thanksgiving. My God, my all. Thank God that the Virgin Mary will be coming tomorrow, that she came today, and that she's with us. Our Lady told us, if you understood the greatness of the gift, you would pray unceasingly the gift of what her coming. So tomorrow, in special gratitude, remember her. Remember what she's doing for us and the heavy weight that she carries for us on our behalf instead of being imposed upon us. We're living in a time of great, great graces. And it was Our Lady who, in 1988, after being asked several times to go outside because the crowds were gathering by the hundreds and even into the thousands, that she didn't do it. We gave up asking through Maria. And then Our Lady says, tomorrow I'll appear outside in the field. And she gave a message. And it was Thanksgiving Day. And we didn't even realize it. We were caught up in the apparitions. How could you go through Thanksgiving and forget it? Well, if you saw the world when it was happening around our place in 1988, you would understand how we forgot it. And the rest of the three months of visits of Maria, Our Lady coming every day, never did she go back out there. She wanted to be a standalone day that I came out there on the day that this nation is to give thanks to God the Father Almighty. We have a great blessing. The future of this is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger when everybody in the United States realizes what happened in the field. And once they understand what happened in the field, what more will they ha- recognize that happened in the bedroom of apparitions? This is for you, not us. Or not solely for us, it's for both, but it's for you, your family, and our nation. Think about these things, meditate it, pray. Bring your heart to the field, to the bed of my parishions, and thank God for what He's holding here for the future. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.